You're listening to the Board Game Snobs podcast, a ridiculous podcast with ridiculous hosts that discuss ridiculous things. And any mention of board games is purely coincidental. And so, without further ado, and with a heavy dollop of shame and embarrassment on my part, I give you the Board Game Snobs. You know you want it. The Board Game Snobs Podcast. This is the podcast that sporadically board wishes it was. Shots fired. This is Jerry. And this I'm is Gabby. Feeling spicy. I'm feeling mild. Okay. Well, doesn't that irritate you a little bit when they ask you, do you want spicy or mild? I always prefer spicy. I'm a spicy guy. I, Not in my life, but in taste. Here's something that used to happen, is that I couldn't handle anything spicy when I was younger. But as you get older, your taste buds de- degrade. True. And so you can handle more spicy things. That's why older people tend to like sweets, because that's all that they can taste. Everything tastes bland. I wish you could change it from taste buds to taste bros. <laughs> Okay, that's so stupid, but it's original. Not spicy, but it's original. Uh, that's why I like it. I like it a lot. I have a friend. Enrique's not here. Enrique's not here. It's not Enrique. Enrique's not here, though. He literally people- calls me Bud. Oh, no. Hey, Bud. Oh, no. And I'm like, are we, like, not actual friends? What's a- So you think Bud is below friend? Yes. I would agree with that. Anybody that's in a world, (laughs) in a world where you're referred to as Bud, you are not friends because you are Bud Light. (laughs) Get it? You're light. You're not Bud Dumb. You're Bud Wiser. That's bad. That's like a frog. That's like the frogs going Bud Wise. That was a good commercial back in the day. Great commercial. But he refers to every now and then he'll say, Hey, Bud. I'm like, no, I don't like Do that. I not, like, we're friends. Don't call me Bud. Maybe that's his like, term of endearment. Well, he is like in the customer relations oh, no. sort of sphere of work. And I think he's just so used to saying, hey, Bud. If, like, it, it literally makes me angry. If you live in Kansas. When and someone says, hey, Bud. If you live in Kansas or southern, south of Kansas, and a waitress refers to you as honey. Or darling, darling's better than honey. I don't. I'll take either one. Each light up my day. It also helps if she's missing teeth. Oh yeah, and she's smoking a cigarette. As long as she's not like scratching her face. Profusely. I don't care really? if they say. I don't want it to be addicted to anything. I they're addicted to that blue plate special. <laughs> if they say honey, the subway sh- I used to go to on a regular basis when I was truck driving, mm-hmm. I was I was a honey there. Really. Anything else, honey? Oh, no, that's it. So I go every three months to this one location for which I have to go to pick up my medications. The pharmacy. Yes. And when I. (laughs) Wow. That was, you know, that was something very weird just then. I got really private all of a sudden. So there's a place for which I go to fulfill prescriptions. Walgreens. Where could he be going? Is he a, uh, the audience is just clamoring. Is he a CVS guy or a Walgreens? There's people canceling their Patreons. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm, a, I'm a Kroger guy, actually. Oh, I bet you are. They have a good discount system. Anyways, when I go there, when I walk in, every three months, the woman recognizes me and will say, hello, Jerry. And that kills me because- You want to say honey? No. She remembers me. Just every three months, she recognizes me. That's, I mean, how long have you been going there? 
Well, it doesn't matter. I I could if you if I didn't see you for three months, mm-hmm. I would literally look at you and forget who you are. Hey, bud. Like, bud. <laughs> and it, it would it would hurt me because I can't comprehend. I, I can't keep people's faces and stuff like that in my yeah. head for that long. You know, I used to be really good at names, and now like they're all gone. Like we went to a large gathering of friends a few weeks ago. <laughs> It's a large gather, like a party. It had nothing to do with ICP. Was it? Insane Clown Posse. It was not that. Trust me. Sure, there may have been some Fago there. What's Fago? The orange soda. Fanta? No, not Fanta. Fago. I don't have literally (laughs) no. cheaper version of Fanta. (laughs) It's like Sierra Mist. You're the Sierra Mist of the ICP. So, and my my wife. My wife. (laughs) She was like. You've literally forgotten, like, just, like, names. Like, I used to be really good at names, and I'm trying to narrow it down. Like, what is wrong with my brain? When I was younger, I would quote movies for days. I could nearly quote the whole movie. That's all gone from my brain. Well, it's because, number one, your diet. You don't have the vitamins you need. You literally don't. You, you need, Which are? Like, thiamine, alcohol to please Alvin Thiamine Theodore. <laughs> dude, dude. Your kids were watching that just the other day. Just give me a minute, please. So the other day, the other day I was in my work car, my company car, and I get in, and you know how songs will stick in your head? Most definitely. Like, and I, I do, I've not heard this song, I swear, for probably 30 years. But I turn on my car. And the radio comes on and it's just a tune, and I immediately turn it off because I have my podcast going. Turn it off, and it sounded just just the tune reminded me of this song. And immediately, as soon as I turn the radio off, I go, "Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes." This is, and I thought, "What's that?" Ducktails. Like, Ducktails. I go, "This is Ducktail," and I sat there and might solve a mystery <laughs> or rewrite history. And I sit there thinking. What in the world happened that that is stuck in my head? But literally, years ago, I'm standing in line at the local gas station, and this man, who is incredibly tall. Now, I'm average. I need our listeners to understand. How tall are you? I'm six foot, roughly. Maybe 5'11", maybe 6'1". I don't you're know. You're at least six. You're six feet tall. Okay. I am five foot nine and three quarters. I know for exactly because I have to get measured and weighed all the time because not because I'm in like a UFC or anything. I just know that because I go to the doctor and I insist on it. (laughs) And so anybody who's significantly taller than me is tall because that's that. I am literally the average height. Right. Anybody who's smaller is shorter than me. You're short. That's how I know it. So if I see. I thought the average height of men was five eight. Has that gone up? I think it's five nine. Really? As soon as the email board gets off gmail.com. Anyways, this hey Siri, what's the average height of men? What? Five foot nine point three inches. It's gone up. I have almost it used ex- to be five foot eight. Almost exactly right. Wow. Anyways, this guy was super tall and he looks down at me and he says, Hey, short, just, hey, short stuff. I just want to thank you for what you did. And I looked at this guy with such like, disdain who are you who, oh. who like he's thanking me for what you, what i did i'm like i have no idea what he's talking about and i said oh it's, it's fine and assisting it, snow white this guy gets tears in his eyes oh my god turns to me and says i'll never forget what you did for my wife my family and he goes on and i'm like just sitting here going i think this guy doesn't maybe he's got me mixed up with somebody because i don't know him I don't think he leaves, but I have this exchange with him. That's like, I don't know what this person is. Anyways, long story short, to get back to work. And apparently once I got back to work and discussed it with some people, remembered who this person was, I'd taken care of him and a family member in the hospital. And it was, I don't, I'll share you the tragic story, but I should have remembered this person. It was one of those things I should have remembered. Anyways, it was, it makes me worry that I'm one of those people that like I just don't process people's faces or I just don't care. Which is not that I don't care. I just can't remember. Yeah, it's not that you don't care. Okay. Maybe I don't care. That's what I'm worried about. Do I just not care? 
I think I'm caring. I am very okay, well, loving and and caring. There I, are certain people that have an amount of space in their brains for people they care about. And then there's people that just like remember everything. And it's like, what's important to you? Was this person important to you in your actual life? No, they were part of your job. Everybody's important to me, including our Patreoners. They're especially important to us. Especially those at that top tier or whatever. <laughs> oh, top tier. Oh, top tier. Uh, and we do appreciate you very much. Please keep contributing. And if you would like to donate to the Board Game Snobs Patreon, feel free to check out our show notes because that's where you can check that stuff out. And now, letters from our adoring fans and hate mail from our adversaries. I won't read an email. Oh, okay. Somebody sent us an email. Oh, no, you don't look at the emails. This guy's name was Michael Parson. Okay. I remember this. About a week ago, he says, I posted a response to the- At this point, two weeks ago. The death episode. Maybe three weeks ago. Oh, your dog. R.I.P. Spot. He says, I was actually surprised that Gobby responded back. I guess he thinks you're just too busy. I'm not that aloof, people. I'm super aloof. You are very aloof. I'm a loofah. Okay. But what was said in his response struck me, i.e., he was shocked that I had not posted before about past episodes. It seemed to me that he was asking where I had been when the conversation on past episodes may have been in the past bordered on the cringy side. That's air quotes. That is a legitimate question. I try to edit out all the cringe. Listen, I'm just going to say this. Nothing I say do I feel is cringe, but that's because I feel like I I am just not cringy. I'm I'm not one of those people. You feel like everything you say is cringy. Well, here's the truth. When he he first posted on the Facebook post about... He's like, it was cringe. I was like, well, what do you think was cringe? I fully expected it to be something I said, some stupid joke, some stupid pun, something cheesy. Which you say a lot. True. But then it was like, it's something I but had said. But it was said, something you had said. Which is shocking because I'm not he cringy. Meant, he meant cringe in respects to like trigger warning. Like you should have warned me because y'all were discussing death. Now that's me. That is definitely me. You do discuss death a lot because- Like in this Your literal podcast. job is- Dealing with death every day. Like three minutes ago. I am a recent enthusiast of board games. I came to the hobby last year in a serious way, collecting games, filled shelves. I feel that. Because when I discovered all this, I like was just just digesting everything Dice Tower nonstop. And just there was a new board game in the mail every week. He says, I watched Fascinated as my father played Panzer, moving tank chits around the board. Oh, Panzer. I'm hooked now. My wife is thinking about sending me to rehab for my board game addiction. So I'm hooked on your podcast. When you talk about on the show, always resonates with me. He's from Texas. I live on the Texas border. I wonder if he means Texas border like Oklahoma or like Mexico. There's two different borders. Correct. The game you discuss. Most notably those two. I absolutely love the banter between you. We don't care about Louisiana. The jokes, the good natures, all those guys. I tell you what, Louisiana. What's all this here? What's all this here? But you're not caring about this here border. What? What? You don't you? Don't like our gators? You yeah. ain't got no shrimp. Really? First off, I want to take a moment. You got no to say that I really do like people from Louisiana. I love them. But Cash, yes, huh? they have a reputation in in southeastern Oklahoma, which is a, like the poorest of the poorest areas ever where I live. It's like where jorts meet flip flops. It, it. We make fun of Louisianans. <laughs> And Bubba teeth. And that. Not our Bubba. No, Bubba has straight teeth. Bubba has clean white teeth. Great teeth. Great teeth. But I'm not like the Bubba. But but the Bubba teeth, you know, the the stereotypical Bubba. How do you think people named Bubba felt about those teeth when they came out? And and just to clarify to our listeners, in there's an area, if you're not familiar with Bubba teeth, they were like a fake plastic tooth. Tooth? Teeth. Teeth, plural. Teeth. That you would stick, that's not a dad's old joke, why the toothbrush was invented in Arkansas, (laughs) because if it was invented anywhere else, it'd be called the teeth brush. Yeah, okay, there you go. Because people in Arkansas, they they marry their sister and they have one tooth. (laughs) No, we don't do stereotypes (laughs) here. We don't do stereotypes here, because we're not stereotypical. Are we? No. No, very not, says a straight white man. (laughs) What? What? uh, What we do? You see, that was funny. Um, On a podcast. On a podcast. (laughs) 
Let's look. You know what I want to listen to? A couple of middle-aged men that don't really know a lot about that topic in their office talking uh, on a better, better We've discussed our marginalized lives, though. Yeah, you're you, gaining weight, and now you're understanding my life. Yes. I, as a morbidly obese man. I'm not morbid nor obese. You I'm know how people like put on, that's what gets me. It's like people will put on fat suits and then go walking through a city. And they're like, now I know how people treat fat people. Oh, Lord. <laughs> they post no, it on they, TikTok. Uh, uh, that's, I don't have TikTok, but I would assume that that's Nor very, should you. Okay. So, anyways, he's talking about... Uh, when you talk about uh, blah, 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 Texas border apps, he says he loves the good-natured ribbing. Our ribbings aren't in good nature. I actually, a, you know, sometimes I was, my ribbing is for your hatred, not when your I, pleasure. I, was li- I read his email, and then I was thinking about when this... <laughs> stop, stop. That was a funny joke. I, I missed it because I was focusing on what I was saying. Because you won't be quiet. No, let I'm me tell fo- you the joke you missed. <laughs> no, no. Stop. Go ahead. Because you interrupt me all the time. Okay, you, go let ahead. me tell you what you missed. I just said... The good-natured ribbing, and I said, not all my jokes are for your pleasure; they're for your 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 your, okay. your displeasure. I got. You. I said something. I got you. I, so you ruined the joke because if I, I have to explain it, it's not Stop funny. Counting on the table. This is my I table. Think I saw that in a men's bathroom in the 1990s. It feels familiar to me about how I might talk to my family and friends. It sets your podcast. I really on. hope you don't talk to your family and friends this way. He might. He might really. Because here's the thing. Have deep-seated resentment towards his family. Here's the thing. As I do towards you. As I as I edit our own podcast, I realize you really get on my nerves and you really irritate me. But then I immediately laugh at the next thing you say and we're all good. Like, I don't hold anger and grudge. I do. But, like, you make me mad. Seething with anger. But then I'm immediately over it. I, I've noticed I have a lot of irritation in my life. You do? What? Why? Well, one, there's Me? a physiological reason for oh, it. But two, I can't. Yeah, they, they, yeah, that. But two, I also water retention. I cannot. You're a living dam. I can't get into my head. You're a reservoir. Of- anything outside of my own pathways of thinking, right? And so when I see something, when I have to repeat myself or somebody says something that I just really can't comprehend, it, it strikes me. It irritates me. you. It, no, it doesn't just irritate me. It makes you angry. It, it's almost as if this person is saying something that's like an affront to me. Does that make is sense? A personal attack? Yes. See, that, that, that is- Which a, is insane. Yeah, that is insane. Because nobody could- per- Why would anybody personally attack nobody me? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And you couldn't personally attack me. I'm like next to you. Generally, don't care. I don't care, and there's so so. Then you go from either don't caring to like really caring. I go from zero to eleven, just like that on a scale of one zero to one hundred. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, Let's see. Um, He was talking about when we were talking with Chad about disliking mechanics. By the way, I think the easy solution to the issue is that when talking about board board game mechanics you like and dislike. If you would put a qualifier, i.e., I dislike most worker placement games, or I dislike the worker placement games I played, rather than making a blanket statement like I hate worker placement, which I think Gobby pointed out suggests 100% of all worker placements are bad, I digress. Yeah, because I think in terms of black and white, and there my nuance comes later, so I do make blanket statements. But the fact is, I like making blanket you statements. You do love blanket statements. Do you know statements. why I like blanket statements? Because... Is that I like defending and arguing about stuff. You love it. I love it. And so anything, blanket so, statements. Like a scary degree. Like you want people to fight with you. I do. I enjoy it. That's why you like Bubba so much, because he does that. Bubba's awesome at that. Where is Bubba? How come he hasn't come on our show lately? Uh, he's done so many great things. Bubba's life has got, he's, he's <laughs> we need to. he has grown so much as a person, he's left us behind. <laughs> he really has. He really has. I'm going to have to, we'll have to get him. Online someday because he does have a microphone still. All of this is just to say I would rather listen to your podcast than any other board game podcast. I know Board Game Stods is not a board game podcast. Keep up the great work. <laughs> Please listen to our last episode. We mentioned a board game in the last three minutes. At least twice. If I wasn't a dedicated fan before now, I am now. I'm looking forward to hearing more. Nice. He What's says, his name? This is Michael Parson. Michael Parson. Meeny, meeny, tickle Parson. Meeny, meeny, tickle Parson. You've been weighed. You have been weighed and found deficient. No, wanting. Wanting. So you're, you're, you're. Wontons. Wontons. Do you like wontons? 
I don't know what they are. Some kind of ravioli, right? Aren't they the little stars? What are those? Are the ragoons? Rangoons. Rangoons make me think of dragoons, mm-hmm. which makes me think of fusiliers, grenadiers, and light infantry. You're saying okay. You made me th- okay. I'm trusting in what you say because I okay. don't know what you're talking about so right now. So recently, I brought up that there was a Napoleon pot uh, show coming out. The show movie movie. That's what I say when I say show. I mean movie. And Thanksgiving <laughs> picture show. So here's the thing. I I talkie. Re- I really like, it's a talkie. I really like Ridley Scott movies and historical movies. And Joaquin, I have loved Joaquin. I love running. Okay, but with this movie, I know that it's not going to be historically accurate. It can't well, possibly I mean, be. Gladiator, that's one of the things that people pick at. It's like, oh, Gladiator, Rome, blah, blah, blah. Can blah. I bring something up? Yeah. You do know Gladiator is not real. Excuse me? Wasn't based on a true story. Yeah, all right. You do understand that Napoleon is a true person, right? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Either way, my fact, the point is, is that it's not going to fit like a documentary. It's just for entertainment. And so- People are, are already upset by just watching the trailer. I, I I did the same thing. I watched the trailer and was like, "Well, that's not correct. This is not, this is not right." It it doesn't make any difference. It's for entertainment purposes. It's got to be cinematic, it's, or else what's the point? It's not a do- well. They they get things wrong in it very blatantly that they shouldn't get wrong. Does he put his hand in his jacket for a picture? Well, I don't know, but that's that was a common pose. That's, yeah. That you bring that up. And there's a reason why you did it. Have you ever drawn hands? Because he was had ugly hands. You don't want to catch these hands. No. Well, for first off, it's an easy pose, but also like drawing hands is difficult. If you've ever tried to draw them. I draw them all the time. I you, make turkeys out of them. But you, yeah, it's not. It's I difficult. I trace them? And put a little turkey No, down. I'm talking about actual visual oh, hands. No, I haven't yeah, done so, that in a long time. So that's a very common pose that you bring. Huh. But yeah, but yeah, I love the history of Napoleon. And matter of fact, one of my favorite games that was a solo game was that DVG game, the Napoleon. Oh, yeah. Field I played Commander. the Fields of Alexander. Field Commander. Napoleon. Field Commander Napoleon. Yeah. Yes. Which was a, the successor close, close. to uh, uh, Alexander. And I, the show's coming out. It's historically based, but I'm not expecting it to be like a true-to-life biopic. But people are already- Biopic. Already mad. It's biopic. People are already mad that it's not historically accurate, which I don't understand. Like, it's not a documentary. It's not meant to be. It's like Spartacus is not meant to be a, a, a biopic. Right. It's just, it's just, it's entertainment. Like Titanic or any, any, any of these shows that come out that have any sense of historical backdrops, or even if it's based on somebody, you know there's a measure of- It's just like a, a sprinkling of truth. Right. And then everything else is dramatized for effect. Exactly. That's yes. like if you remember the movie The Perfect Storm? Yes. It, it was I'm like once they left humanity, everything is completely 100% made up. Yeah. They don't Cuz they're all dead. Yeah. Nobody knows what happened at all on that boat. Did Mark Wahlberg like tried to swim and like no, he didn't. No, no that was Why that, did George Clooney? Why did George Clooney? That was a great movie though, by the way. That was one of the worst movies I ever saw. I love that movie. No, it was awful. Super stupid. I saw it in the movie theater and hated it. <laughs> because number one, it's it's just all like you said, made up. But two oh, forget me, Elizabeth. It's all dry it's all just it's all just trying to the reason you think it's a good movie is because you felt emotional about it. Maybe so. For five minutes, somebody- 15 years ago. Five minutes, somebody died. And you were like, oh, it it affected you. It's not a great movie. It had some good scenes. No, it didn't. It had some good scenes. No, it was was all- The worst scene ever in it is that guy that was Shooter McGavin, the golfer guy. He's like the meteorologist. And they're looking at this radar. He's like, it's like this thing here, this meteorological thing, these clouds. It's like the perfect storm. Oh, he said the name of the movie. He said the name of the movie. Was he in it? Shooter McGavin? Yeah. Boy, if I dreamed that up. He's not one of them that died. No, I okay. just said he's the meteorologist okay, that's okay. watching it at the news station. Because they have that one guy in the movie that's like in a bunch of that stuff around that time and nobody knows his name, but he's like a super good actor. Riley. You got me. The guy that was in Talladega Nights. Armageddon. Armageddon. He was in Armageddon. The same guy. Fincher? Fincher, yes. Everybody knows Bill Fincher. Fickner. 
Fictioner. Yes. Yeah, he's the banker yes, on, on Dark really Knight. Good. He's in everything. Everybody knows his name. You l- listen. I know. Here's here's. An I told inter- you. Literally, maybe this episode no, here's an inter- or last episode. I don't remember names. No, here's an intervention for you. I know you think you know movies. You don't know movies. I know stuff. No, you don't. What? You enjoy movies. I don't doubt that you don't enjoy movies, but you don't know. So here you go. Nothing. You're being condescending. To I'm me. not being condescending. You are. I know. I'm just. Let, I'm, this is an intervention. There are. Not, in- there's. There's one other person. It's you. Yes, but the listeners know anybody who everybody who listened to that old podcast you used to have, where you and Charday, who also knows less about movies than you, all, you just think but, you you watch a few YouTubes and no, gather your thoughts from them. No, 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 I don't watch. I, I I'm I'm not a movie person either. I understand that. All right, go ahead. But you're even less in the movie person than me. How how do you how, how can you just judge someone like that? Blanket statement. Blanket <laughs> statement for true. And anybody who listened to the disagreeable nerd knows <laughs> y'all don't know nothing. We only had like ten listeners, so it doesn't. Have I a listened, lot. and I really it used to make me so angry to hear Charday <laughs> like I've never watched Back to the Future. It's well, like, it's like what is wrong? That's Why? One reason we what? That's one reason we had this show, and I miss it. A I lot. know I miss it too. I miss your wrong opinions. All right, look. If we're going to have a board game episode, we need to get discussing. I was discussing Charday, who is a woman who I love. Smooth <laughs> transitions. I love women. That's true. Women are like out of the gender. Who? Let's rank women. Who's your favorite woman? Um, my wife. Mom. Oh, you didn't go with your wife? Oh, wait. Is that what you're supposed to do? I don't know. Let's, I don't know. See, how do you do that? not your wife? Without your mom, your mom, you wouldn't be here. No, She's got to be number one. You leave your mom and you stick to your mom. But mother, then there's the mothers that have left their children. So then I can realize if that's not your favorite, number one. Yeah. My mom's kind of. I'm thinking. Okay. Not, my mom kind of doesn't like me. Yeah. See, like in your situation, y'all have a weird relationship. So yeah, definitely. Weird relationship. But in my relationship for the first 20 years of my life, it was mom. She likes spicy. Now, the next 25 years, my wife. My wife. So, yeah, that's tough. Well, excluding your mother and your wife, let's just do regular women. Charday's my best friend. Not spicy And women. my goddaughter. <laughs> not spicy women. I like Rebecca. I don't like this route we're going down, so let's just stop it and discuss the game. Let's rank Revoke. our- No, I think we should rank our top 10 women and then rank them. I like Rebecca stop. Ferguson. Stop. Stop. We're going to discuss votes for women. Phoebe or Rachel. All friends, you tell me right now. Fort Circle Games may regrettably have sent us a copy of Votes for Women. It's a great game. I loved it. You, however. By a game by Tori Brown. Really disliked it. It says, Votes for Women joined the American Women's Suffrage Movement 1848 to 1920. Now, for Look at that art on there. That's great art. For For... Enrique, who's not here, who was not on the list, I had to in, uh, explain to him what suffrage means. I have forgotten what suffrage means, but basically it's women voting. And this game is based on the 1848 through 1920 biopic. That's not the phrase I'm looking oh, for. Oh, for women trying to get the right to vote in the United States, America. It's a historical game. Very historical. Now, you know how I absolutely you love, history. love history. This game is... I'm a sci-fi guy. Very. I can't comprehend sci-fi. Remind me later. I really like the fact that they re- did the research on this. And the cards have the little flavor text and so forth. Every card has individual flavor text. And the artwork's actually very nice on this game. The components are, for what there are, there are very nice. The cards are good. Well, I'm talking about the card quality. The cards are good. When I say something nice, you always go, all oh, cubes. I'm saying about the quality okay. of the cards. They're like they're cubes. not cheap. No, the cards. Oh, the cards. Yes. They're oh, the good God. cards. <laughs> I swear. Worthless. I'm talking about the, the, you know, the millimeters of the cards. Like Got cheap you. cards. You, you. you played with cheap cards, haven't yes. you? Were those cheap cards or good cards? These in this game? Yes. Good. The game we're talking about. Let's just stick to the components of okay. the game they're talking about. Got you. I swear. I really enjoyed these cards. You better. They have a nice feel to them. Did you read the flavor <clears throat> text? One of them. It's because Not you hate women. One of them. You hate women. So let us briefly go into okay, let's do like they do in all these others. Components. They're fine. 
the nice little disc, the little campaigners, little wooden meeples things. You hate women, don't you? The cubes. There are lots of, not enough cubes. You I ran out of cubes immediately. You bigot. As the opposition. You were opposing women. As when I played the AI, as the suffragettes. I I was the suffragettes. I ran out of cubes as well. They did not give you enough cubes in this game. Don't you have your own cubes? Are you cube deficient? I'm cube deficient. Rodney said in his video, if you run out of cubes, use anything else. What am I going to use? My love for women. Pennies? Out of my loafers. (laughs) I mean, what am I supposed to use? My... Listen, I ran out of cubes. Listen. They, they were deficient. You're just getting off. Get off the cubes. Okay, so we're getting off the cubes. The artwork's great. The board is a nice board of America. All right, let's just, just I'm going to address the elephant in the room because okay. you're just going to ramble. It's obvious. That's all you I'm trying to do. do pros before we go to cons. No, listen, no. Here's the thing. Here's it's not like flowery writing pros. I'm talking about just like pros. positive thoughts. Pros? Isn't it pros? pros? I think it's pros. It's not pros. Isn't there E? But it's, well, it's not pro se. Pro se? That's what the French would do. No. Just pros. Okay. Well, listen. P-R-O-S. I, I, well, okay. Listen. What you're nervous is about, and you're very nervous about this, is that Fort Circle Games sent you this game. They sent it to you. They reached out. They reached out to you. They'll reach out. And you reached out back. I said, sure. And you said, Thank send you us this much. game about women, which I found weird because every all the listeners know you hate women. And stop. and 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 stop trying to be funny in your weird way. I'm not funny. Everybody knows this. You're the funny one on this podcast. I'm the serious historian. Well, and clearly. you got this game, and immediately not realizing that you, you're you're not just trying to stop women from getting to vote. You're, you're the suffragettes, and you played this game and you didn't like it. And I did not. now you're worried about reviewing a game you didn't like because you got this game. And you really well, wanted to like it. I always feel bad. You always feel bad. I always feel bad. No, you don't. I do. Chad Elkins, no, you didn't. He no, he remembers yeah. that the Space Explorers review. <laughs> Space Explorers, I you, didn't like it. You didn't like it. You, know, you went but hard. I, when people send us a game and they're like, would you like to review this for me? I always am hopeful that it's really good. Well, this, well, here's- And it's thing. not that this game is really bad. No, it's not. It's, just, it's that it's, I, I didn't like it. There's so, the, it, go ahead. You tell me what you didn't like about it. The main thing for me is the fiddly amount of cubes. Which my you said big, there wasn't enough of them. My big, well, but when they're all on the board in front of you and you're trying to place right. them with big fat fingers. Your big fat patriarchal fingers. They had a hard time. You and need then, more feminine fingers. And there's lots of going back and forth right. with the cubes. It's just place cubes, remove cubes, place cubes, remove cubes, place cubes, remove cubes. Now, in the placing and removing of cubes, most people that have reviewed this game are reading the flavor text and they really get into the theme yeah. of which, okay, for, Circle, I'm sorry. Maybe you sent it to the wrong person because I'm not a history guy. I'm just playing the game for the mechanism. And you hate women. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Listen, I'm just ribbing you. Good, good ribbing. Here. Okay, jolly, jolly good time. Jolly good time. But I understand the points that you made, and I could tell when you had played this by yourself. And you told me later. I you, played the Oppo bot. The Oppo bot. You went along and defeated pushed, me quite handily. You didn't. You didn't like it. So here's the thing: with how I feel about this game. There's another game that was very historically based, uh, the Freedom Underground Railroad game. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. It's very similar. And these historical games that take very familiar mechanisms and then they add a lot of flavor text. These types of games, to me, this game is meant to be played in a way for which you appreciate the history and the story behind it. So it's not so much. So so to your point, I understand that you didn't like the mechanisms of the game and you didn't get into it. Completely understand that. I feel like this game. What they want you to like, you got to get like these six things out there before you send the 19th Amendment to Congress. That takes a very long time to me. I feel like it could have been cut in half, made more fast and quick. Or I don't know. Just I, I liked the, I, like I told Jerry, as I watched Rodney explain this game on Watch It Played, I was like, man, that looks really good. I like that idea. I like fighting over these states. It just what didn't feel the same in the game to me. So the, the the mechanism of the cards, each player has their own deck. I was playing the suffragettes. Gabby was playing the people opposing it. You have a card. You have a hand of cards. You play the cards, and then you just essentially can do several different things. You can roll some dice, which adds a lot of stochastic results in terms of putting cubes out onto the board. 
You're trying to get at least four cubes out onto the state so that when the time comes, these states will vote in favor. You put a little check mark out, basically. It's very similar to Twilight Struggle, except that it doesn't have the same card play, the very complex card play of having cards that will benefit your opponent when you play them. These are basically just your cards that just benefit you. And it is very back and forth, very slow moving, very simple once you understand. And, and that's one thing I would point out. This game, the entry level for this game is very clear. The strategy might be a little bit more there in terms of later in the game where the suffragettes tend to uh, have a little bit more advantage. Well, I do like the fact real quick that they do have the cards staged. You don't have to, you don't the have early, to make middle, excuses and for your bigotry. No, I'm not. I am so ribbing you stop, for this forever. Stop. I like that they had the cards in early stages of a game, Mids. middle stages, and late. Great. That's the, your number one complaint against terraforming Mars. I hate the, that. Game. This type of games is like stage your cards as to from like the beginning stages to more powerful. Okay. So this game, like I would, I would agree with you on, on on your complaints about this game, about it being very run of the mill to me, not something that was was very captivating in terms of mechanisms, but. Here's my point, the greater point that I'm going to make. Something a little bit more off topic, but here it is. When you watch a movie that's this spectacle that you want to be entertained, you know that it's going to have some creative license. It's not the same as when you're watching a documentary, correct? It's You expect something different. Games like this, like Freedom of the Underground Railroad and other type of historical games that one might be playing, that aren't your typical run-of-the-mill, quote-unquote, war games, which this is technically has a war game feel to it, but it's not really a war game in the in the most common sense. You have to get into and appreciate the history behind it. So it's more of an experience of something, of reading up on the history and the flavor of the game. The neat little articles that they come with it and the little extra stuff that's in the game, I think is very fascinating. The flavor text on the cards, I think that's very fascinating. If you were wanting to play this game as an educational foray into into the topic, I think this would be perfect. This would be something that you would play in like a classroom or with people that were wanting to learn more about the topic or something that perhaps you don't know a lot about and you're interested in reading the flavor text and hearing about the individuals and then perhaps doing more research, which was something that on our previous podcast when we reviewed uh, Freedom of the Underground Railroad was something that we talked about. You've made it very clear. You don't read the flavor text. You don't care. You don't ever go back and look up anything. Mm. I do. I enjoy that. I think that's interesting. You're playing this from the standpoint of it just being a game and measuring it by its mechanics. Right. By that, I would agree with you. If that's just what you're looking at, it's fine. But from the standpoint of the game, whether or not it does what it sets out to do, I think it does just that. The problem with this game for me, I feel this way about basketball. Mm, fourth quarter. You know how much of a basketball game counts to watch? Yeah, the, you might as well just skip everything else. Right. Watch the fourth quarter. Right. This game has so much in the beginning of it, you can place cubes all day long. But there's so much that happens in the last portion of the game that can basically just wipe all that out. It makes the so much of the beginning feel arbitrary. Right. Like I just it, that irrit. Like I want all my. Okay, so are you going to move into Watergate at any point here? Yeah, I will. Yeah, because so we were doing a comparison of since they were both historical style games with similar flavor text type things. We played Watergate immediately after this game in comparison. Whereas Votes for Women, the first, oh my God, 30 to 45 minutes of the game just, well, that's too much. Probably the first 30 minutes of the game, I'm like, okay, I'm just putting cubes out here, removing cubes, putting cubes, removing cubes, putting cubes. It didn't feel meaningful until you get to really close to getting that 19th Amendment going out there, right, that right. last pillar. Whereas Watergate... Almost every move feels important. Right. It does. And I I just, I don't, I don't like that feel from votes for women that like, I'm placing all this stuff out here, but really none of my moves right now really make any difference. Correct. And I, I kind of feel the same way about that. And I, I'll bring something up. When you're talking about Watergate, the two player game by Matthias Kramer from Capstone Games, and we did a review on this years back. I'll, 
Watergate's an excellent two-player game. It's a small box game. I think it's an exceptional example of how to do a historically based event game, have all the flavor text and everything. There are two distinct differences in these games in terms of mechanisms and mechan- and the mechanisms of the game. I will point out Matthias Kramer is is a very experienced board game designer. Whereas is this Tori Tori Brown. Tori Brown, I think this is her first game. And I don't suspect that she made this board game in the idea of this is going to be a incredibly balanced board game. Like this is meant to be a board game first with the theme taxed on. This was, I have a theme. I'm going to make a board game of it. And is it ironic? Two men are discussing a game about women designed about women. It's not ironic. Maybe not. By definition, no. I don't know what ironic means. No, you don't. Sarcastic? No, it's not sarcastic. Silly? No, it's not. Foolish? No. Okay. Interesting. No, it's not. It's well, it's nothing. So here's the, th- here's the here's the point. You're worried about giving this game a bad review and saying you don't like it because you've worried about how people will label you the bigot that you are. Stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop I can't. It. I can't. Not but, funny. But but that's true. Bigotry. But not is funny. it true? Well, I mean, you don't want. Yes. Okay. There you go. And the reason for that is that a lot of people like this game. A lot of people give it raving reviews. Right. And you feel bad because you personally don't like. I feel it. like. I feel like if you don't like this women, you wait. If you, you don't, don't like, like women, if you don't like this game, you don't like women. Correct. Which you, which we've already established previously. You don't like women. Stop. But it's just like these Oscar bait films that all the critics love, and then you go and watch it, and you're like, I should want, I should like I, this I, show. Due to the subject matter, I feel like I should like this. Correct. And you feel bad because you don't particularly care for this game. Correct. Okay. I appreciate that. I, I agree with you on the mechanisms. This wasn't a great game. It would not be one that I'd be like, if you want to play a, a well-balanced, interesting, engaging game, that's that's just purely the mechanisms. I would not. This is not the one I would pop to mind. But there are not many games about this theme. And if you're someone like me who enjoys the history of, of it, which I did read the little supplemental thing in it. I suspect you didn't. No. Okay. Because you Is hate, the starship involved? You hate women. I have no interest. Well, there are women on starships. Uh, I know. Tasha Yar. Deanna Troy. She died. First Lieutenant season. Uhura. That's my dog's name. What? Tasha. Yar? She's named after Tasha Yar. Is that the one that is that the one that died? No. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> foreboding. So, so foreboding. Like my kids. So I introduced my kids to Star Trek and we watched the first because me and my wife, my wife, uh, it was one of those things I never knew my wife really loved Star Trek after we got married. And one day she just like, I love Next Generation. So we've watched the complete box set over and over and over just every couple of years. Just our, watched from start to finish. We realized we need to introduce the kids to this. So we sat and watched it. And like first few episodes in, the kids are like trying to understand it. And we, I, I remember asking my kids, well, who's your favorite character? And they both go, Tasha Yar. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and then the episode came when she died. Spoiler alert. If you're not from 1989, she dies. And Jack looks over to me and says, is she really dead? And I go, yes. And there was a long pause. And he goes, is she not coming back next episode? <laughs> I go, no, she died. No. Several she, seasons from now, perhaps. Into some weird cloning Romulan <laughs> thing. But the look on his face of like, for episode after episode after that for a while, it was like, did she, she's dead. And it devastated them. So much so that my daughter named her, my our dog is, is not Tasha. Her full name is Tasha Yar. So. Interesting. So, uh, I digress. R.I.P. But I like historically based games and things of this, and I get into that. And this is a, a game for which, like I said earlier about educating and, and something you'd play with a group. This would be great game to have in like a school, something if you're interested in this subject, something I think I think everybody should play Freedom Underground Railroad once. I think everybody should play this game once. I think you should get into the history of it. Is this a great board game that after I play, I'm going to keep? Probably not. I think in terms of balance and everything else, I would play Watergate, play something else. Right. But and I, I've said that in regards to my game play style. Right. Uh, of there's, bigotry. There's, oh, my God. 
I will never let this down. There has been many, like, even when it comes to the colonialism thing. You love colonialism. <laughs> there is nothing I, you like better. Empire's Age of Discovery, one of my colonializing. <laughs> one of my favorite games of all time. Somewhat controversial these days because of the theme. You hate I women. Literally, stop and it. Colonialism. Stop it. <laughs> and I just. I literally don't think about any of the context of what the game is trying. I'm just playing the mechanism. And you refuse to read the flavor text. I, I don't. It's too much. Read the flavor text. It's too much. Come to Flavor Town. Read it. Much. Listen, okay, and I understand. You, I understand your point. I understand your point. And I'm just ribbing you. For I'm your, very basic. You are very basic. I'm a basic. But I, I. I certainly do appreciate the great research. This, You're this really is, hedging yourself. I am hedging myself because when you get canceled for being a bigot, <laughs> I want people to realize I love uh, women. I appreciate women. I am shocked that you have this opinion and that you would hate this wonderful game. But I, I'd also like to point out that I can tell your trepidation about giving your opinion about this game simply because you feel like Giving this game a mediocre middling review somehow is reflected that you're just some person who just doesn't like it and because you don't like women. And I, I know for a fact you like women, certain women, not all women. There's certain women you don't like, right? Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I upsetting you? No. I'm sorry. You're scared. You stop while you're, scared. you're behind. I'm not behind. Already. I'm just saying. I so there there it is. I would suggest like if you've played Watergate or other type of this game's actually one to four player, but you play with a team. You played it solo. Yeah. I didn't get to play it. It's really a three player game, really, where two people are. No, it's a two player game. You really feel like it's just two player? Yeah, just the suffragettes versus the opposition, the patriarchy. There you go. And you were always you insisted on being a patriarchy, which I found weird. But You're not gonna stop. I don't, I'm not gonna stop. stop. Can't stop. Listen, why does that make you weird? Why? Why? Just put it out there. You just try. I'm not you just trying. love the edge. I love the edge. Love the edge. Why? But you're the on the edge. You're Why? the one no, giving no, this a poor review. No, I, <laughs> I said it's decent. I said it's fine. You're the all one right. that's going to have to answer all the emails from all everybody asking you. Fort Circle, thank you very much for sending this it's to us. It's just not for you. It's not for me. Dear Fort Circle, I should have reviewed this with Enrique. He loves women. That's going to do it for this episode. Stop. As stop. somebody, listen, listen, you think you could just tell me to stop because you're, you're patriarchy. You well, thinking that you're I'm the editor. I could just yes, put you out. Yes, you like being in control, don't you? <laughs> you do, don't you? That says a lot about you. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, votes for women. It was actually one of the board game Golden Geek nominees. It's a decent game. If you're into history, I think you enjoyed it, but I think there's a lot of like Gobby brought out, there's a lot of other games out there that kind of do something similar a little bit better. But Watergate. Yeah, Watergate's good. Watergate's Watergate good. Watergate is fantastic. I, I'm thinking like 878 Vikings, another game historically based, which we absolutely There's more love. fighting in 878. This was just, just straight up fighting. And this like tries to be fighting, but yet it's not, but yet it is. And you're just moving cubes around. I just, I just, I you have, you're anti cube mainly. Anti-cube. Is it not women? It's cute. It's cute. It just, you, you're, you don't like I'm cubes. I'm not Cuban. You're round. You yourself around, you don't like cubes. I'm pro sphere. You're pro sphere. That's why you like Rondale. Sphere is my favorite movie. (laughs) I love Sharon Stone. You won't go to this often. You won't go to Bermuda at all. I hate it because it's a triangle. Don't like it. You hate Cubans. It's all making sense now. You're around us. Love Rondell. So that's why he's my boy. Makes sense. So you're just anti-cube. Anti-cube. The Borg are your worst. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, am yeah. not Lacutus. All right. Jerry's made enough anti-women jokes. And I'm for not, that reason, you I'm You are the anti-woman. You're the one. I just need everybody. Look. I hope you, everyone understands the humor in which we're doing this the, and doesn't take anything seriously. Surely you're taking listened, it seriously. Surely you've listened to another Surely episodes. you must be joking. Another woman <laughs> for which you don't like because you are the one panicking here. Don't call me Shirley. Because <laughs> uh, well, that's a girl's name, right? And you have a problem with that, don't you? Why are you like this? Why can't you just embrace oh. the fact that perhaps there's something? If you would work, you, we're going to put this up, this game up, in a year from now, after you 
enlightened yourself and worked on we'll play it again and we'll see we'll see what you think about it maybe it's just you should do better is what i'm trying to say i'm trying every day i try to be better so first start by reading flavor text and why flavor text i don't mean the ingredients on the box i'm saying flavor text on cards and things of that nature and just try to put yourself imagine what it would be like but all right, all right look, so listen. I need to go home. You're no, you're you're trying to cut this podcast short. I need short. to go home to my wife, my whom wife. I love very much. She uh, now nah, she hears this podcast, she's gonna know she's married to a small minded patriarchal bigot. <sighs> I cannot believe you were worried about reviewing this game. I'm not really worried about yes, it. You, I just don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. So sue me. Because you think women are so sensitive not they can't handle women. It. I don't know who's in charge of Fort Circle. The, the, the people that sent it to us, the designer, Tori Brown, I'm sorry. It, I, I, your game is very interesting. It just, I just didn't like the mechanism. You just didn't like it. Okay. She probably, the, we've made this point. We're going in circles. She prob- my Fort, favorite, Fort Circle. My favorite, That's, my favorite shape, Rondale. She probably didn't make this game for you. Maybe she know, did. She Maybe did she not. thought she would. She uh, it should enlighten some people. A small-minded cubist could come to understand the suffrage of women. I want to play this with Enrique. That's who he I want to do. He reads all the text on every card. And he's an enlightened fellow because of it. He should be. He is very enlightened. All right. Look, we're plenty of time in. Let's end this. You're going to edit. Let's probably be fine. It's going to be like 10 minute podcast. You're going to cut out everything. everything all my good, everything. good ribbings that I was giving you. This is the rib. They call me the rib crib. You come here to my even, house, you get I ribbed. I really don't even know what you're talking about. You get ribbed. Okay. I'm ribbed. I'm getting ribbed. I've been doing crunches. You need to with all that water weight. How dare you? How dare you? Fat shaming me. <laughs> <laughs> I was still laughing about that potato joke. All right. All right. Go ahead. That's going to do it for this horrendous episode of the Board Game Snobs. I thought it went well. We love everyone of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds, everything else. You cube shapers out there. <laughs> if you squares. You squares. Cubert use. <laughs> Cubert. Look out with a little. I hate Cubert. I hate Cubert. Your little weird nose. Remember his weird nose? I do, but that's cutting it kind of close there. <laughs> This is Jerry. This is Gummy. Goodbye. Thank you for tolerating this episode of the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.